I am now on Asia Trip 7. I call them trips, but they're not trips. Not all of them. I mean, does, does my the time living in Asia count as a trip? In terms of the, the number there, 7, I've put it in as that, you know. But And they're always, you know, different things. I don't know why I kind of do this, like, number. I do know why. But I'm going to still say this. I don't know why I number the Asia adventures like this way. I know I do. And it's not always trips. I don't call them always trips. All right. They can be called adventures. They can be called other things. But Asia trip, for some reason, I just, I do use it. (coughs) Yeah. Anyway, I am on Asia trip seven. Number seven. Uh, The seventh time I've gone on like a... A real big adventure in Asia, or lived in Asia. This is number seven. (laughs) I think, hopefully I've counted correctly. Hopefully I'm counting my uh, countries correctly as well. I'm currently on 50 countries. Uh, You already know that. I've, I've said that here before. We made an episode where I ranked every single one of them, didn't I? No, I didn't, because I decided that was... Just, it, it, it didn't feel like something I wanted to do. I just, yeah. We made the episode. We made the episode in the best way to make that episode. And it was fun, and we all loved it. Uh, I just drank a smoothie. And I just took a lot of vitamins and some medication. So, I'm getting the burps. I've got some air in my stomach that wants to come out. And that's what's going to happen, perhaps. It's already doing that. Asia Trip 7. Asia Trip 7, the plan for Asia Trip 7 is this. I'm on 50 countries now. Got to get up to 58 countries, my favorite number, 58. By the end of the year, I've got uh, two months to do it. I got November and I got December to do it. Uh, It's eight countries to get up to 20 new countries, which is the goal this year is 20 new countries as part of the special mission of visiting every country in the world. Get up to 20 new countries. I already have... um, I got Romania planned. I know Romania is not in Asia. Sit down, calm down, eat a fucking strawberry. Eat a croissant. Eat a fucking waffle iron. Yeah, I know that it's not in Asia, but it's on the way to Asia, and it's going to be a prelude. It's going to be getting Romania done. I'm spending three, four days... In Romania, Bucharest. I hope I didn't get bitten by a dog again, like I did in northern Thailand. And I had to go on that fucking crazy, you know, thing where I had to go around that fucking chase for uh, rabies vaccinations. That happened last year, you know, late last year. Yeah. I hope I don't get burned again, because I don't want to get the fucking boosters, man. And apparently in Bucharest, they've got... It's like one of the worst places in the world for the straight dogs. Or at least it was up until recently. And it probably still is. I've I've heard... I've read mixed things on that. About how... Yeah, the dogs, they're only like outside the city and on the outskirts of the city. But then, you know, a few years ago, dogs be ripping children up and be attacking Japanese old men coming to Bucharest, taking some pictures, taking some videos. Look at me, I'm in Bucharest. And they get ripped to pieces. They get their arteries chewed up by these street dogs. And I, I fucking 
Thing with street dogs is like, I love dogs. I love animals. I love fluffy animals. Street dogs aren't that. And I used to treat them like that. Honestly, I did. When I was in Taiwan, when I was living in Taiwan, there were some street dogs, quite a lot of street dogs, actually. And where I used to live near NCCU, in that, you know, college area, university area of Taipei in Wenshan, across from NCCU, National Chungchi University, there was this young girl. She was like late 20s, 30s, or maybe even early 20s. She was like, she was fairly attractive as well, but she was fucking weird. And she was the dog woman. <laughs> and she would, we would see her all the time walking up and down. And especially like late at night, she would have like 20, 30 dogs, street dogs following around her because she would be giving them food. And she, you know, they were her doggies. And she was like the dog whisperer of Wenshan. I remember going to, on the East Coast, when we went to, me and my ex-girlfriend went to a place called Dulan. One of the places we visited on our East Coast trip at that time was a place called Dulan. A little strip, a teeny tiny strip, uh, like a beach strip with quite a few foreigners and a big wide open beach. And the beautiful universe of stars above my head i don't really like the term above my head for some reason that's saying off my ocd in the sky the stars in the sky okay the stars in the sky are below my head (laughs) they are (laughs) anyway very beautiful just a very beautiful place one of those like hidden secret places that not a lot of people get to experience and i did experience it mountains the mist the beach, the the ocean, uh, it's just it's a great great place, great feeling. Those kind of places, I really love them. Greatest pasta, greatest spaghetti I've ever had in my life. Greatest pizza I've ever had in my life. Past that bridge, you go past that bridge in Dulan, and you go to that big Italian restaurant, and you have the nicest Italian food anywhere. I mean, Italy is a fucking pathetic pube on the ground. A spitty up pre ground with some glue on it compared to that Italian restaurant in Dulan, east coast of Taiwan. Yeah. Anyway, dogs. Yeah, street dogs. In Dulan, there was uh, quite a few street dogs. And I remember, you know, letting them sit between my legs and stroking them. And I probably fed them, and I, you know, I was taking pictures like with them, and just hanging out, you know, taking pictures of the dog, and they were beautiful, they were. But they also had that kind of lost look that street dogs have, that kind of, there's no fluffiness to them, there's no, there's no love, there's no human emotion that you see in, like, that has, that is in, like, pets, fluffy animals cats as well have it they have the humanized emotions or just emotions you know but street dogs don't have that they don't and that fucking dog in northern thailand when i was taking the train the final train out of those long train journeys in uh, in the people's class you know 
those cheap tickets that I loved in those uh, in those cars, those train cars across all of Thailand going into Laos. Um, it was the last one. I'm going to go to Laos and then walk in and take the bus across the border. And in the morning, fucking street dog bit me. Bit me on the leg. It didn't break the skin, but there was a mark there, and it was possible that, you know, it was like a red, faint red mark, and it could have been like an old mosquito bite that was fading, or it could have been the fact that I was just bitten by this street dog, you know, snapped at behind the knee. And then from then on, I had to, you know, get the vaccinations. Got two in Laos. I got one in um, in Vietnam. I got one back in the UK as well. Yeah, but th- th- that street dog, same thing. Like, no emotion. No emotion. And I'm going to Bucharest now, and everything I've been reading about it is like the street dogs there are everywhere. And I've seen the pictures, and it just looks like a horrible situation there. Uh, in terms of the street dogs. And some things I've read, it's like they've cleaned up. But a lot of other things I've read said, no, they haven't cleaned up at all. So I will see when I'm there, when I'm in Bucharest. Anyway, so we're in Bucharest from November 1st to November 4th. And then on November 4th, we fly to the UAE. We're going to Arabia. We're going to the United Emirates of Arabia, the United Arab Emirates. I've been there many times, landed there many times. I've been in those airports many times, spent a lot of time in the airports, slept in the airports, um, in those hotels, and also, you know, just in the airport itself. But I've never been outside, I've never gone into the country itself, and that's why I'm doing, and that's why, you know, it's not counted as a country yet, because I do things properly, is what I do, and I know how to do this thing, you know, I, I do things, everything the right way and other people think they do things the right way there are a lot of people who think they do things the right way they don't do things the right way they do things the wrong way yes they do anyway i'm going in going past the immigration i'm gonna get in and i'm gonna enjoy my time in abu dhabi and then i'll take a bus to dubai and i'm gonna enjoy my time in dubai there are some things that i'm interested in doing and seeing in the country and some things that I'm not interested in doing but other people would probably be like oh what why are you not doing that I hate these people I hate these people who you know they're always trying to look for a specific thing to try and to try and hit you you know try and attack you and one of the things people would do is you if you say like oh I've been there They'll be like, oh, fuck, he's been there. <laughs> Especially these fucking sad travel types, okay? These sad travel types. It's like, oh, yeah, I've been there. And then what? I know it's coming. I know what they're trying to do. And I have, oh, I always fucking, I hit them back and I get I get it done. But um, I just hate these people. There's a lot of these people. It's like, oh, yeah, I've been there. And then they're like, fuck, he's been there. That annoys me. That pisses me off. He's been there. Fuck. I thought I was special. I thought I was the special one for being going there. Travel type. I'm a travel type. So they try and, like, find a a thing, something that they've done in that place that you didn't do. 
and they're looking for it, and they keep asking, did you do this? Oh, you did this. Fuck. What else? <laughs> and they just keep going and going and going. And, like, I'll, I will, I will, um, I'll fuck around with them. Like, I'll say things that, that I haven't done that I have done, so that just to see them to keep going. And things I have done, I'll say, oh, I didn't do that, just to see, just to, just to, just to see it happen. And then when, once I say, oh, I didn't do that, that's when they hit. And they go, oh, wow, fuck, you didn't do that? Why did you do that? Oh. And they start fucking having aneurysms all over their body. And then they feel that, like, relief. They feel the relief. The narcissistic relief. Oh, fuck. I did something he didn't do. <laughs> oh, I went to that shopping mall, that third-rate shopping mall, and he didn't. Oh, it's um, it's hilarious. It really is. Uh, I hate travel types. I hate these people. A lot of people who travel a lot are narcissists. I'm a narcissist, of course. And when those people do those, I'm a great narcissist. All right, I'm better than all these narcissists. But when these people do that thing, you know, I always come back. And I smack them even harder. And I get them crying on fucking floor. But it is fun to see happen. Because I've I've gone through it so many times that it's it's enjoyable now. Before it used to be annoying. It used to be make me angry. Not make me angry, but I would feel a sense of anger when it happened. But now I don't anymore. Because I view these people as like little children. Like worse than children. <laughs> worse than children, yeah. They are though. They're um. They're just infants. They're toddlers. They're babies. They're newborns. Nothing up there in the head except I have to, in some way, prove to myself that I'm okay. I'm okay. This guy who has visited many more countries than I have, who is a travel god, the travel god, the god of everything, Church of Brad. I gotta have something. I gotta try and have something. Just something on this guy, you know. I hate I hate travellers. I hate the travellers that are fucking fully into the travelling in terms of it being their entire identity. Like, everything they are is, I'm traveller. And they have quotes. And sometimes these people, they'll even recite the quotes. <laughs> And they read the, you know, they read these stupid books, shit books, that they're all obsessed with. They read like, oh, On the Road by Jack Kerouac, you know, and they think that's the fucking thing to do. They should be reading Mega by Brad Nichols, that's what they should be doing. <laughs> Mega, A Free Your Journey, a memoir, my memoir, is so much better than On the Road. It, it's going to be the quintessential travel book okay on the road fucking oh on the road in the united states mexico maybe did they even go to mexico did old jack even go to mexico he traveled around the united states i traveled the whole world in mega okay and it's far more interesting far greater stories in mega than on the road all right yeah anyway what, what we're talking about we're talking about our asia trip seven and we were on the dogs. The dogs of Bucharest. But look, we're going to enjoy Bucharest. And then we're going to get out of Bucharest. 
and we're going to go to the UAE, and we were already talking about the UAE, so I don't know why I went back to Bucharest. This is podcasting. This is podcasting. And we're going to enjoy the UAE. We're going to see the things we want to see. This is what I was talking about. We are going to see the things I want to see, and the things I don't want to see, for various reasons, we're not going to see. All right? We're not a sheep, like some people. Some people, they go... And they sacrifice things that they genuinely inside think are interesting. Because they think, well, if I go and do that thing that I actually want to do here, then I can't do this other thing that everyone else has told me to do. And that I need to get a picture of and a video of to prove to people I went and did this thing that everyone else does, you know. So, yeah. Fucking retard. A lot of people, not 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 everyone. Sometimes I meet travelers who are more like me, you know, um, a bit similar to me, where they they do things their own way. They do things their own way. Do things their own way. After the UAE, we're gonna Oman, taking a bus, taking a public bus. Apparently, they got a public bus that runs from Dubai to Muscat. So we're gonna go to Muscat, and then this is where the trip opens up this is where things uh can get a bit or a lot chaotic got a lot of choices from oh man uh the goal is eight countries eight new countries and at this point we would have already done three more so the goal at that point would be five more new countries 20 new countries overall for the year so we're gonna have to get five new countries after oman yeah and there's a few problems here and there with certain things at this point things get trickier at this point but i i love it when that happens and it's gonna be interesting things are gonna be interesting at this point gotta think a lot of things think a lot of things on this special mission of visiting every country in the world it's fun though it's a fun special mission it's a fun fun way to live life this period of my life for this to be one of my big goals in life for now it's uh it's fun it it very much is could could be gonna get india that's one of the choices i'm not um fully yeah decided on that yet um there's a different way that i think is very interesting on the same level as going to india so it's yeah i'll decide like it will be that way or it will be india or there's there's another way as well there's actually two other ways as well two other routes so yeah but here's the thing about fucking india this is what's pissing me off about India and the Indian government and the Indian state and the Indian people right now is that I made an episode on this podcast, Brad Nichols podcast, a while ago, where I was talking, I think it was last year maybe, where I was talking about how I was, you know, researching India and traveling to India and how the Indians had made it so difficult to get a visa to go to India and you had to go and you had to go to a center and he had to do all this bullshit to go into India. And they completely have gone back in time. And they've changed it. It's a conspiracy theory. Because not only 
is India just an e-visa now? And apparently it was an e-visa before. But they're trying to make it seem like that period in time. And it could have been because of COVID, but it was more than that. It was more than just like a thing for COVID. But they're trying to make it seem like that thing in time didn't even really exist. But it did exist. I I know it 100% existed. I did the research. And that's why I'm one of the reasons I talked about it in that episode. Because I wasn't even like... I wasn't going to go to India that year. I had the um, AnAsia trip already planned, okay? But one of the countries that I was thinking, like, but I was thinking about going to India. It was one of those things where I was thinking about it, I was researching it, I was thinking, all right, when and where to do this. And I felt like doing it soon. And then I came across all this bullshit with the Indians and the visas, and you have to go here, and you have to piss in this urinal, and you have to jump through that loop, and then you have to do a hoopy hoop, and you have to fucking eat some SpaghettiOs, you know, it's like, it was really dumb, it was really dumb, and now when I go back and I research it, first of all, now it's the e-visa, and they're trying to make it seem like it was always an e-visa, and they're trying to erase that part of history from history, It's a fucking Mandela effect or something happening. But it's not, because this is true. It's fucking... uh, Oh, I threw up in my mouth. I threw up some smoothie in my mouth. But it's true. It happened. It happened. This was the policy of India. And now they're trying to make it seem like it wasn't. That's not what we did. And they're fucking clearly paying off all these people to pretend. To pretend like it was never what they did. It was what you did. It was what you did for the Americans. It was what you did for Europeans, British people. The people in Britain. This is what happened. This fucking happened. So India, we don't. Huh? I'm going to ask for an apology. I'm going to ask for an apology. And I'm going to straighten this all out. I'm going to go to the Congress. I'm go to Congress and I'm going to say, hey. You fucking sort this out. Bitch. <laughs> uh, I hope India doesn't listen to this. You imagine I'm at immigration and the immigration guy, he, uh, he pulls up this episode and he's like, hey, <laughs> what did you call me? You called me a little bitch. Yeah, I called you a little bitch. Look, I'm sure I'll love India. I'm sure I'll love India. I called India a little bitch. I call these Indian governments a little bitch, but I'm sure I'll love India. Um, been reading some things about the experience of people going into India and being in India, and it seems universally terrible. Seems Egypty, yeah. But I can do it. I've, I've I went to Myanmar, man. Myanmar, close to India, and um, in my opinion, we'll we'll see when I go there. But in my opinion, Myanmar is more of a hardcore country to go to than India. You know, India is kind of aligned with the West and it's, you know, it's it's trying, I guess, I guess. But Myanmar, I mean, that was rough stuff. Nearly killed me. I nearly died. And I'm so, I'm so glad I went to Myanmar as well because at the time I did, because it was like a gap in time, this window 
where I mean they were killing the Rohingya Muslims in the in the West in the Rakhine state but it was a period of time where it was like semi democracy it was kind of democratizing the military had kind of allowed that weird woman with the you know the quiff hair i don't know why i said quiff hair <laughs> she's queefed yeah she looks like she has quiff hair anyway she's in prison now because the military took back over and now it's like yeah you you want to go to myanmar there's a civil war going on so yeah it's a different it's a it's in a different time Myanmar. It was a very short window, between like between the, the the military governments and the a tr- truly fucked situation in the whole of the country. You know, when I went there, it was a fucked situation for Muslims in the West. But Yangon, Rangoon, Yangon, Rangoon was a happy place disgusting place trying to kill you type of place but incredibly interesting i loved it man i I did love myanmar it was cool and i probably it is a country i would go back to and i do want to go back to and yeah it's got a long way to go though it's truly third world fourth world fucking fifth world ninth world tenth world it's it's very it's uh, it's survival when you're there. I mean, they have like fast food chains as well. <laughs> After I got really sick with the with the food poisoning, that really was terrible, really horrible. I I exclusively started eating in like the Western fast food chains, and they got some there. They got KFC. I think they have Burger King, one Burger King somewhere in a shopping mall. I think I can remember eating there. Yeah, and they have Pizza Company which is uh, an Asian chain, but it's very much like a a fast food pizza thing. And uh, I had that on Christmas Day in Laos as well, the pizza company. On that day when I had had a pizza in the pizza company for Christmas Day in Vientiane, Laos, fucking guy died in the parking lot, didn't he? (laughs) Fucking had a heart attack. Yeah. And uh, taken away by the ambulance. He looked like he was dead. And the family, the people around him looked like, yeah, someone they loved had just died. Suddenly. So, yeah. It was an interesting Christmas <laughs> Christmas day. Having pizza. Nice, <coughs> nice pizza. I think I had chips as well. A nice pepperoni pizza and chips I had. In the pizza company. In Vientiane, Lao. Another country I would definitely go back to. Yeah, and in Myanmar they have... Um, I, don't, uh, I don't think they have McDonald's. They have... They they had this... um, Like a... A local one. A few local ones I had. I had a, a chicken burger. At this like... Singaporean setup. That seemed like it was... Some kind of organized crime set up the people who I talked there, <laughs> talked to there, who were Malaysian or Singaporean. Yeah. And I, 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 I ate a fucking burger with an apple on it. I think it was a beef burger with an apple on it. A sliced open apple 
at another local fast food location, like a family-run thing. It was very odd, though, very strange. And uh, Lotteria, they have Lotteria there as well, and I ate there quite a lot, and I threw up in the bathroom, because Lotteria is the the place I, I started ordering food from and eating. I started eating some food from there towards the end of my illness, because I couldn't eat when like I was sick. And I was still sick, you know, but I was I was trying to get better. I was trying to get me some energy. But I ate some fries, maybe had some burger. And then I went to the bathroom and I just puked everything up, man. Just uh, that food and then liquid, like so much liquid came out of my mouth. It was rough stuff. It was, it was a rough time there. But also, it was fun stuff. It was fun stuff. It was fun stuff as well. It really was. Yeah, so I am on Asia Trip 7 now. Um, some other countries, I might be, I might be going back to Malaysia. I love Malaysia. That could be on the way, uh, on one of the routes, on one of the paths on this uh, Asia Trip 7. Well, I'll see how things go. Could be going to Nepal, could be going to Sri Lanka, could be going to... Some of the stands could be going Brunei, could be going to Philippines, could be going to a bunch of, uh, yeah, look, it's, there's lots of choices. And after Oman, we got to get five of them, got to get five new countries. That's what we got to do. And that's what we are going to do. Thank you for being a loyal listener of Brad Nichols' podcast. And I will see you in the next one.